You are a good thing. Stop letting people, TV, men, etc. define you. God gave you the victory over everything the devil was trying to get you to think about. I learned that God goes above and beyond. And we cannot even try to guess the plans that he has for us. That we are not the author of our story. God is. Because faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the convictions of things not seen. And if you're waiting to be able to see the end result before you make a move, you're not moving on faith. The purpose is not a position or a job or a title. Purpose is a posture. God is going to take you on a journey and it's not going to make sense now. Maybe when that thing clicks, you're going to see that it was all a part of the process. Be you shine bright and stay holy. And if that's not possible, then maybe take that over with God. holy people welcome back to another episode in august um we have had so much fun over the last um three episodes just recounting my adventures with this summer and all the shenanigans that summer brought um but on a more serious note i felt like these lessons that i learned were extremely valuable and necessary and i wanted to talk it over with a little special guest so to close out this month of august i have the honor and the privilege to kiki with my little sister okay for those of you all who have not met my little sister, honey, Miss Jada Wabanemki, she is the <laughs> flyest, the funniest, the, oh my goodness, can't even describe her, but she truly is a joy in everybody's life, okay, for the good and the bad, here we are, um, but we love you, sis, <laughs> we literally love you. My little sister is, what you, what you are, 18 months younger than me. So she's always been here by my side through every obstacle, journey, adventure in life. We share the same friends, went to the same schools, dang near had the same teachers, honey. Um, so she truly is my ride or die. And if you want to test that, try to say something about me and I guarantee you she's going to clap back. That's so period. <laughs> um, but uh, as beautiful as she is, she is also very intelligent, very smart. Um, she double majored at UNR, got a chemistry and biochemistry. Is that right? Biochemistry and molecular biology degree with a minor in military science. Period. Military science. <laughs> all that chemistry that I could not do. I was a biology person. Um, but then she said that ain't enough because that's what us Wilson sisters do. We keep continuing to get degrees. So she also has a master's in anesthesia from the University of Missouri, Kansas City, baby. And that was just recent. Um, so she is about to be in somebody hospital putting people to sleep okay and making sure that you stay asleep and you, and you come back and you wake back up glory be to god for all of the gifts and callings that we have in our life <laughs> amen amen if there is one to trust it is definitely to make sure god's people wake up okay that they don't go to glory too <laughs> soon amen yeah. um 
But outside of that, she is a entrepreneur herself. Um, her and her man, her husband, she is the definition of my man, my man, my man. If you are in the same room with Jada, I guarantee you that you're going to hear about Antonio because them two is thick as thieves. Um, so she got married to, um, her high school sweetheart, Antonio. So she is also a Proverbs 31 wife. Mama and daddy know how to make us Wilson girls. So welcome to the podcast, Jada. Hi, sis. That was such a cute introduction. Literally, I was watching. Did I leave anything out? No. No? Oh, yeah, I I did. You out here living your best life. You out here living your best life and trying to retire your parents and your sister. Amen. (laughs) Amen to that. We got to break these generational curses. But no, you left no crumbs. I was thoroughly impressed. I was like, my sister? Period. I know how to hype you. He talks about me like that on the podcast. I'm just kidding. Uh-uh. <laughs> and cut. I'm just kidding. No, no, for real. Um, but honestly, though, so I'm so grateful that you are coming to share with us um, today. We're going to be talking about trust in the process. And when I thought about mm-hmm. all of the things that I've been through this summer and all of the lessons that I felt like God was putting me through and the tests and trials just in the short few months, like you were the first person to come to mind because anytime I hear you, you are like the definition of crazy faith, like riding on one wheel, but it's like, I'm going to still get to my destination. And that's not me. (laughs) That's, That's not the relationship I have with God. I need all four wheels to get me to this destination, but you will definitely ride a one wheel car, you know? Um, and so I just wanted to talk to you about how you do it, you know? So, um, when we say the word, trust the process, like, what does that, what does that mean to you? Man, like, okay. Even thinking about it right now, it's like, it's even hard to kind of describe because, Trusting the process is a process. So it's like you're always in a process mm. if you think about it. So I'm like, even trying to think about coming on the podcast, I was like, man, like, am I ever going to be, you know, able, be capable or somebody that's willing to come on here and like speak to people? I'm just little of me. Like I was just sharing with you in the beginning. But I don't know, like trusting the process is really to me just embracing it all embracing the journey. I feel I am such a results type of gal. And I mean, we played sports. So it was literally like, we played, we practiced, we did everything that we were supposed to do. We went to games, we won those games, you know, and then we would go to championships. And then like, there was always a reward at the end of something. And so it was really hard for me getting out of sports and getting out of school and actually learning about really what life is about because I was so used to like getting that reward and that prize Mm -hmm. towards the end. And it was like, okay, the process was complete, you know? And so now literally I was like, okay, am I ever going to be able to, you know, come on here and describe what embracing the process is like, but I'm like, no, because that is the process. Like I have, you know, I, I am capable because I've we've all been along this journey of life. We've all been learning. We all have things that we can provide. We're all valuable people. 
um, which that's a good way to look at people. That makes your life a lot better because when you think about people as being valuable and that everybody has something to add, you're not looking at people like they're less, they're more, they're further along. You're not comparing yourself to people because you're just like, okay, well, what can I learn from this person? What can I do from this person? But basically, life now, the journey of it is like, okay, I can't look at everything like there's a prize and then I'm finished, then I'm complete. It was more so about learning what I needed to in that season. Um, Brianna, my best friend, she always says, learn learn the lesson quickly, you know, like learn that lesson quickly so that you can move on. And so that's really just kind of what I've been doing. Like trusting the process to me is really figuring out every day and then every season what I can learn from whatever I'm going through or whatever's going on in that day, but then kind of figure out how can I also be a better person? Like, what am I, I, this isn't everything that I have today isn't all that I'm meant to become. So it's like you're, the process is figuring out how you're becoming that person, not a person that is successful or a person that, you know, not like towards a goal per se of, oh, I want to become this, but every day is a becoming, you know, does that make sense? Like you don't want to always become a person or, or go through a process to become successful or to become the best version of you because that always implies that you're done learning mm. and I'm never done mm. learning you know like it's always that process period okay period mm. that was actually very good Jada talking about little old me look mm. at big old you honey coming out here there ain't no end okay what I like what you said about learning the process quickly and um for me this summer it was obvious that God was teaching me some lessons but in my head I was like okay Lord I told the people I was gonna return August 7th okay so I need whatever lessons you have to be wrapped up in enough time for me to start writing and recording these episodes because what and um that was something that I had to surrender you know in the beginning when I got snatched up by God in this whole moment of like, you need to like, just lock in because I think when we focus on everybody else, then we're trying to compare ourselves to them. We're trying to mirror that. And God has a specific calling on my life. He has a specific calling on your life and what he needs Mm -hmm. you to do in that season is going to be different. So when you know you said trusting the process it really is about trusting god like i don't and it's also being happy with the fact that i don't need to know all the answers right now i'm just gonna trust that if he says he has a plan for me and if this plan looks like this right here right now then i'm gonna lean into him i'm gonna talk to him about where i'm at and i'm gonna trust that he gonna make it all right it don't look pretty it ain't cute (laughs) i ain't got everything that i want but i have everything that i need in the moment you know, and I know that he's always able to give me more to exceed my expectations. Um, but because I know that he knows me, because I know that he created me, I have to be satisfied with where I'm at and lean into him and tap into where I need to be. Right. Um, and so I think that was really powerful what you said. Yeah, I it's actually funny that you said like, you know, you need, I need to hurry up and learn my lessons because literally no joke when you're like, I want you to come and speak on this. And I'm like, I'm looking up devotional plans. Like I'm like doing all, <laughs> I'm literally like, okay, well, let me pull out my resources. Every quote I came about, I'm like, okay, I can use this. Okay. I can do this. Okay. I can do that. 
And so I literally was like, well, hurry up. Like, I need this plan. Like, what's going to come to me? And it's crazy because two things. One, remind me to talk about a whisper, but I literally was coming across, um, I was listening to an audio the other day and it was really talking about what you just said. Like, you know, you have everything that you need in that season. And I, I agree with sometimes he gives us more than we need and we have like, like there's a season of mm-hmm. overflow, but for me, that hasn't been the season that I've, I've been Maybe. in. Like, I love the season of overflow. I love the season of overflow. Like it's great, but like we, we can't lie. Like those can't last forever. Right. And so literally um, the, the wilderness, you know, those like you always learn something from a wilderness period. And every time like in the Bible, you know, it talks about a wilderness. That is a season of lack. That is Baby. a season of when you have just enough, when you have literally just enough to get by. So I, I love you. I relate to the overflow and the abundance, but I, I, in this season of my life, have to disagree that there's so many things to learn from a season of lack or a season of wilderness. Um, and so the audio that I was listening to talked about you had every you have everything that you need inside of you and it talked about the prophet Elijah and all of the resources that you need in this season is actually what's supposed to be used to expand you to the next mm-hmm. season so sometimes we just have to look within us and look in the box and see like okay well what it's not what do I need in this season it's what do I not have and what do I already mm-hmm. have you know it's like I'm gonna use everything that I have already in me to to make this season the best so that I can learn the lesson quickly and to move on and to expand. Because when you think about like our dreams and like just things in general or the visions that are placed in our heart, it's like, we're not gonna, like those dreams aren't gonna fit into what we've already had. Like we have to actually grow. We have to actually expand ourselves to meet those dreams, those visions. Otherwise, like, who are we like we're not deserving of these big visions these big goals um so Elijah literally like he was just in a season of having just enough he had faith to build the trenches to you know all the when the wind came the fire came you know he was telling the people like you know deny that guy you know I am sent by God you know he wind came fire came earthquake came all of it but it wasn't until God whispered it was literally like, that's it, you know? So sometimes it's not like all of these big grandiose things mm-hmm. or all of these like, oh, you know, talk to me or whatever. But but basically we have everything. That we Period. Need. And let me tell and you, so when I was, when I, okay, I put out there to the people, I said, you know, I've been doing this audio podcast, you know, and people kept saying, my, you need a video podcast you need video. and it's easy to say, but I was like, do y'all know? what that takes like the fact that I'm just getting by with this audio and my computer crashes because I don't got memory okay I got an eight gigabyte computer that I've been rocking with since like 2010 I have no space there is literally no capacity like mentally physically spiritually but also like literally on my computer there is no space for no video files and so now I was like okay I'm gonna pray I'm gonna give it over to God and then in my head and (laughs) Listen, I done married into the Gaston household, okay? We got music producers. We got video producers. We got whole studios. So I knew the expectation was, Maya, don't come up in here with no bootleg video. 
posted this like stuff need to be on point Jalen even was like hold on now you got gassed on there you got it and I'm like dang so I'm over here on YouTube oh, <laughs> I'm over here on YouTube looking at all these people like okay what equipment do they use they over here got like five thousand dollar computers you know all it's like fifty thousand dollar setups and I'm like well lord I can't I can't do that yeah. I, I don't have that I literally don't have it and I think that's key for what you said, because automatically when we have a vision, when we have a dream, we think of the end result of where we need to be. We think of these big, mm -hmm. grand, expensive things. But the reality is these people did what they had to do with what they had until they grew. Mm -hmm. And then their resources increased. And then when with the increase of the resources, they got more resources, right? So too, too many times we try to yeah. skip over and we try to get from A to B without realizing that the tools that God's given us is for today's assignment. He's going to provide new tools for tomorrow's assignment, but what are you doing right now with the tools that he's giving you? Right. Mm -hmm. And I think, I think that's, that's crucial, but so you talked about yeah. what you have. You, well, yeah. Because... But you talked about the fire, the earthquake, the wind, honey, when it rains, it pours. Okay. And life is hard in the wilderness. Life is hard <laughs> in the lack. Like it's not, yeah. like you know people always talk about these prosperity gospels and all this stuff but baby it's hard out here okay why was egg twenty dollars the other day why was why is gas almost ten dollars like let's actually talk about you know talk about the struggle so when i think about you <laughs> literally the definition of when it rains it pours so how do you like i've witnessed you bounce back from adversity i've witnessed you find solutions i've witnessed you and from my perspective it's like bro do she even care like do she even realize how bad she down right now like why i feel like i care more than her but you just have this peace and this faith in this wilderness season that you have like how do you do it girl i don't know god you. <laughs> really it's it is honestly the peace you know, that he brings and the visions that, that are on my heart and those things that, you know, you have been promised. You're not, you don't have, like, I have a season of contentment or a season of peace because I know that what was put on my heart and those visions, like they're going to come to pass. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not like I'm just sitting out here, like, you know, crying over a dream and it's not going to happen. It's like those things that, there are going to happen. So I have contentment to say like, okay, well, this is my journey. This is what, you know, I need to learn and steward what I have well. But no, I just have a season of peace and a season of journey because although those things are like rough, there's somebody out there that has like something That's way worse. True. There's somebody out there that is going through something way worse and we just talked about comparison too. It's like, okay, well, a lot of people have or may have more than what we have, but I don't want to go through what they went through. And get that. Like, you know, sometimes it's like, <laughs> I'm good with where I'm at. And so, I mean, I totally know, like, I know that I am in a place of like, Chile. but, Chile. but it just, it just brings me peace. Cause I know it's all temporary and that it's not going to last. Um, yeah. Gotcha. So in this season of contentment that you're in of this, I understand I'm not where 
you know, I want to be, but I'm at peace because I know God's going to get me there. How do you still stay satisfied and not get caught up in this hustle culture mentality? I feel like that's my thing, right? Mm -hmm. I feel like anybody who's striving to be entrepreneurs, and I'll be very transparent. I didn't, I didn't imagine myself to be entrepreneur. I ain't know I was going to be slinging shirt t-shirts, okay? <laughs> but when mm -hmm. I needed, mm -hmm. you know, a need, when there was a lack, um. You know, it's very easy. Everybody nowadays feels like has a side hustle. Everybody nowadays wants to be an entrepreneur. And I'm here for that. And I support that. But I also feel like there's this temptation. And I talked about it in, um, you know, last week's episode when I was talking about me buying my car. There's always this temptation like, okay, I have what I have, you know, but I know mm -hmm. I could get more. Um, there's always going to be new flashier things like how do you not get caught up like or i guess how do you stay grounded you know and avoid that hustle culture mentality yeah um all yeah you i i totally agree when you say like all that i have is all that i need like and and when it comes to money too like i don't necessarily i mean obviously i know that the root of all evil, you know, or I don't agree that it's the root of all evil is money, but the love of money obviously mm -hmm. is the root of all evil. It's like, we can't idolize those things because, um, sometimes when you have an abundance of money, the, the last thing that you think about is money. And so you can actually like love on other people. You can live life better because you're just like, well, just handle it. Like, you know, when these situations or, or these things that come about, or, you know, all the highs and lows and the rains that keep mm -hmm. pouring, um, when they come about, it's like, you're not, you're not faded by it. You're just like, just handle it. Like do whatever it is so that you can actually focus on those things that you love the most focus on things that, you know, you actually want to focus on. And for me too, when, uh, going back kind of to the last question, like whenever I have a season of this is rough, it's like, why not me? You know, going back to let the process refine you like whatever it is that is going on I'm learning what I need to out of this lesson so that I can move on and become the best person of me just let it refine you you know I, I we could talk about all of the scenarios that has literally gone on in my, in my life and all of the testimonies but literally we would need a book like it is <laughs> crazy it is crazy when I think about it too I'm like but there's so many miracles that come out of it like no joke. It just builds your faith that much more because when you have nothing, like you literally, it cannot be you. When you come out of that season, like it can't be you. You didn't even have a pot to pee in. You didn't even have money. Like when you come out of that season, you just know nobody but God got you out of that mm -hmm. season. And that kind of builds your faith too. And just, I look at every situation or every downside to a situation. I just look for the positive out of it. I look for the lesson immediately and I'm literally like, you, you say I'm the most optimistic person because when something comes my way, I'm like, oh, thank God. I think of the worst case scenario. And then I think, thank goodness, that's not me. So Jada, you know, okay, like, because I think, I, I think you need to give us an example because it's easy and it sounds beautiful, <laughs> but girl, when you <laughs> giving people some of the stuff that's one? happened to you and some of the things that you say, you know, that was a nothing but God moment. I think like y'all, when I get on the phone, literally when I call Jada, I feel like it's always something. I feel like 
you can't eat like I feel like I ain't even seen it in a in a movie like every day I'm like girl and you know they always be like God chooses his strongest warriors and look at at you I'd be like Lord please just make sure I ain't on that list this year like can we just wait can we wait a little bit because if that's what it means I, I need a little bit more time so give us an example sis of one of your you know, wilderness moments and a time that God saw you through it or a time that he provided a miracle? Honey, we can talk about maybe, I would say my car issues have kind of been the ones that's been just the most recent. There's been so many times where like money has came into my account too and I don't know how to describe it or where it came from and not and it wasn't until I realized later, oh, like it's obviously nothing like, oh, where does this money come from? Something is illegal. But it's literally like later I realized like, what? Like, like the timeliness of it. Kidding? It finally hit or that's from this. And it's like, because he knows, he knows the like, when you're in a drought, like you get anything and you're just like, oh, I'm so thirsty. You want more than a sip. And it's like, you got you got money and you try to spend it, honey. And on everything, you got all these bills, not necessarily on the wrong things, but you got all these bills you got to pay. Like, And he's like, no, like, you know, you don't need that yet. You don't need this. Going back to the season of just having just enough. But there's been so many times where money has just came to my account where it's like two years in the making, you know, like, what like it finally hit like you know where's this come from because it hits all the time at the right time like i i can count i can't even count on my hands so many times that that's happened between me and antonio antonio too he brings so much like honestly he's the one that kind of got me a lot into really understanding what actual faith is because that's a journey in itself you know just where our backgrounds is and where it came from like i was we, we just went to we went to church you know, and for me, it was like, we go to church and we do this, but I really wasn't understanding what everything was about and, you know, like really what the point of it is and um, going to church when you're a kid versus using these tools and resources now as adult is completely different. And so he taught me what actual faith looked like because he's been in seasons where like his life has turned around and he's seen miracles. And then me just having the faith that I have, I'm just, there's, so many miracles that come out of that in itself but we can talk about the car journey because it has been quite the journey um and I hate to even talk about stuff because it just when I say them like they seem like complaints or they seem like you know just because me explaining it they do seem like oh my god so negative but it's like I don't mean for it to be that way it's just like what <laughs> you know like what the story is because I'm always like okay you know, where's the solution? You really How can are. you fix it versus talking about And I'd be like, like, shit, like okay, for ex- like, you'll drop a bomb, right? Like, sis, my car got stolen. I'm like, oh my God, wait, wait, what's going on? What, da, 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 da. And she's like, it's okay. Well, it's fine. So how was your day? Let's pause. Hold on. Yeah. You just said this happened. You're like, gotta bring it back to me? What? <laughs> I understand Amen. that, but also so faith true. without works is dead. So what are we gonna do to get this car back? You know, yeah. like stuff like that. Or um what happened? There was a when you were when you were buying a car, like something happened, your car broke down or something, and you were like, God, I need a car 
within this budget, this is specific amount. And then all of a sudden, like somebody random was like, I'll sell you the car. And it was for that specific amount. You remember? Like stuff like that. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah. I ain't never heard the had car. that happen to me. Yes, yes. It's just, ugh, it's just such a good story. So basically, um, the car that I, my very first car that I bought, I came out here um, to Kansas City with, and um, it's a, a college student ran into it and totaled it. And um, so with and that, see, look, even like, that, right? Oh, like she got into a whole car accident. Like she just, there'd be so many times I'd be talking to her on the phone and she said, oh, yeah, I got into a car accident today. Girl, what? Like, well, God yeah. spared my life and just moved on. And I'm here for it. Yeah. And I love it. But that's that's not easy for somebody else. Like, when I got into my car accident, my yeah. whole day was ruined. Like, I was just, you know, just anxious the whole time. But you have, you really do do a, such a good job of, like, snapping back in the moment. So, see, even in your storytelling, yeah. you be like, oh, yeah, just total the car and move <laughs> on. <laughs> Girl. Well, because it's... it's- it takes so long to try and figure out so many books. Like I have so many books literally that talk about mindset and it takes a while. Like it, it takes a while. I won't say that it's easy, but it takes a, a certain mindset shift, mindset perspective to really find the good in every situation. Um, but sometimes the enemy's job isn't even really to send you those problems he sends you like those problems because he knows that you're going to sit and sulk on it for more than five minutes. And then it's going to take you off your, he w- he wants you to be non-productive. Mm-hmm. He wants you to be procrastinated and like, Oh, you know, woe is me. And now it's because he sent this, he got you for five days. He only got to send you about five, three, seven problems a year <laughs> because he knows it's going to take you out for two oh. weeks. <laughs> you oh. know? And so the quicker you get over it, it's just like, he's like, Oh, all right. You know, like in those movies where they like throw something and it's like, like it just like hits them and nothing happens mm-hmm. to them. And they're like, they <laughs> immediately start to get scared and, and wilter. It's like that. It's like, oh, I threw that at you and it didn't hurt. All right. All right. All right. And But then but did it get bigger? You do it because it's going to come back 50 times worse. Right. But then you just keep saying, like, okay, okay. And at some point, God going to be like, yeah, I'm not going to let you keep doing mm-hmm. that. <laughs> Remember he, to mm-hmm. Job? Like, he's just like, you can test him because I know he's loyal to me. Like, he ain't never going to curse my name. So at one point, he's going to be, he he always has your bag. At one point, he's going to be like, That's okay, enough. enough Thank is you. enough. Sit down. And you're never going to touch her again. <laughs> period. period. Like, just watch what you pray for because sometimes when you ask, it was the prayer of Jabez. I, I it was like two years ago or something. Like I was at the gym and I was like on the treadmill and it's crazy because somebody mentioned like the prayer of Jabez and they're like, yeah, you know, find that or whatever. I went to the thrift store. No joke. This isn't one of the examples, but I went to the thrift store. No joke. That same day I saw a small book that said the prayer of Jabez. And so I read it and that was like, what, a dollar book or something from the, like, Goodwill. So I read it and I was just like on that treadmill girl, I was moving. I was so motivated because literally it talked about expanding your territory. Like when you ask, so the whole story, you know, like Jabez's mother was giving birth to Jabez and she was in so much pain and Jabez like heard, you know, the cries and the screams. And he was just saying like, Oh Lord, like just please, you know, remove these, this pain from my mother, you know, just in a, in a nutshell. And because he asked, he got it. You know, he just because he asked, 
he got it. And so it was the whole point was when you ask to expand your territory, like you're going to get it, but you're also going to get what it, what it takes to expand your territory. Literally. And so I was thinking the same thing too. I was like, man, like God really does send his strongest to battles. But I was thinking, because he also knows that we can handle it. But I was thinking the other day too, that, you know, not everything that bad comes to you is from, from the enemy. Like we're all quick to be like, oh my God, like the enemy is, you know, trying me, testing me. But sometimes it's also bad. And it's like, and it's you, it's It's what you pray for. You pray for peace. So here's a storm. (laughs) Right. Amen. Let me show you how to be patient when I give you crying babies. Okay. Um, (laughs) but literally like God is, is the same lesson that could be used in a season or the same test is used vice versa with God and the enemy per se, you know, like, okay, you know, the enemy sends a test, but God sent it as a lesson. And he could turn it for the good. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And so I was thinking that the enemy doesn't try those that aren't a threat. Mm. Like if you ain't doing nothing mm. and you're just living your best life, if you're like stuck to social media, if you're like all in the book, like, you know, you just are clueless. You're, you're a waste looking at somebody's Insta story and it's, it's pornography, quite frankly. And they just all over it. You know, they just doing whatever you're so lost in the cause. Like he's not worried about you. You ain't going to do nothing. You ain't waking up no time soon. You know? So he, <laughs> threatens <laughs> literally it's like you're so lost in the sauce like he's you're not worried like he's not worried about you you're not gonna be the one that's on the battle fighting him at the end it's like you're already you basically on, the team. on his yeah. side literally and so he tests those that are effect like the ones that are actually you know out there trying to become better or you know just wanting to do and be of god's will he's gonna test those because what mm-hmm. like oh you gonna you're going to try and rally up because when you think about the gospel, it's all about people and it's all about uniting people. And what the enemy does is divides. And so if you're going to be out there, you know, being, bringing kindness, you know, showing people that life is better, you know, (laughs) that's against the enemy's agenda. So all of the lessons, just think like, man, you're actually, you're you're doing good. You're doing good. Um, so, well, let me, let me, let me, um, talk about that a little bit more because i heard somewhere i don't know where so don't try to come for me for copyrights but i heard that the enemy will come for people who have both power and they have influence because you could have power you know your authority you know your calling and you know what you're supposed to do Mm -hmm. but you don't have that confidence to go out and spread the gospel you shrink down you're like oh little me you can't do nothing with that right you can't change the world with that you can't change attitudes and mindsets when you know you have power but you choose not to exercise it so it said the devil will use the enemy uses both people who understand they have power they have the authority but they also have influence, right? Like you are in a position to influence others. And I think that's what you were talking about too. Like if you don't got no power, well, one, we all have power. Let's recognize that. So it's really your ability to use that power to understand and come to know that I have been given the authority of Jesus Christ the moment that he was up on that cross and shed his blood for me. Um, If you don't have that, then like you said, you ain't doing nothing. You are not even a weapon. Like, you own the enemy side, right? And then also, if you don't have that influence, like, 
what what you gonna do what you gonna do with that be in your own little world so i think that's also a call for us to to walk in both power and walk in both influence Mm -hmm. like you have to exercise the gift and the calling that god has given you on your life and a lot of times we look at these big you know people who have influence right that's why we call them influencers we look at these people are like i don't think i'll be able to talk on a stage like that okay but you go alive every day use that Use your audience of two. That's influence, yeah. right? Um, and so I think that's a, a very, very good yeah. point that you brought up. Yeah. And sometimes it is just sharing your story. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, for me, especially because I I don't think that I'm perfect and I'm always in that process of just becoming a better version of me. But I don't like I don't know everything. Like sometimes I can't like sit there and quote every scripture, you know, I can, I can summarize what happened and I can figure out what I needed to learn in that season. Cause that was mm-hmm. the point. Like, you know, the point wasn't just to read the Bible so you can Come memorize on. it. Like, I mean, yes, we all know that those words and though in those times of distress, when you need them, like we, we know that reciting scripture and having those things in your toolbox is what's going to help you get out of that season. But I, I, I read it so I can learn the Come lesson on. and figure out what I need to do in the lesson. And so we have what we need. And sometimes just going out and sharing your story or just be saying hi to somebody could literally just go and spread, spread kindness, spread love, because what is God? God is love. So it's not always about, you know, just going out and just being God's best steward or it's like, just be a good person. (laughs) Just be a good person, go out and then give light to people and honey, because I tell you what, (laughs) that's exactly me (laughs) sometimes. I'm like, ooh, I ain't got it in me and I don't have the influence or I don't have, you know, all of that. And it's just like, sometimes it's just go out and be a nice Come person. On. And that could spread, that could go a long ways. Then you trying to figure out how I recite Matthew 6, 23. Come like, <laughs> Come on. So this is our last question. <clears throat> so sis, what have you learned about yourself in this journey, and if you want to call it your wilderness season, <laughs> your lack season, what have you learned about yourself? And then what have you learned about the character of God in this season? Whew. That is a hard question because just because there's so much to always be learning. Um, but I think it's really in this season about embracing the journey and discipline. Um, I feel like those are the two that I've learned throughout this entire time. Obviously the faith and those things that you, you have no choice but to learn along the way, the patience. It's been mostly discipline on my end and just being grateful. Gratitude has gotten me through so much. But the discipline to continue every day and to have certain systems and process so that you don't fall. Like, you know, when something does come your way or there's a hiccup, if you always have a system and process, you always have something to fall back to. So you're not trying to wonder, like you're not walking around with your head cut off because you already know where you need to be at three o'clock. Like you need to handle what you got to handle and be somewhere at three o'clock so you can just move on and you just have so much discipline waking up on a schedule um i have these affirmations that um maybe i can read them but i had to put them down because if you 
you lose so much self-confidence and self-esteem when you don't do what you say you're going to do. And that's what I mean by like discipline. Like this season has been a, I need to wake up when I said I was going to wake up, seize it, or do what I need to do or be obedient because along the way, when things happen, because of your obedience, you're always going to be blessed. And so um, I had to create certain systems in place when I felt weak or, you know, I felt incapable I could just go back to them and they immediately rejuvenate me or I read a bunch of books you know I read every day and I read books from people's experiences I'm not reading romantic comedy fiction nothing that is not not pleasing me it's what is my input my input has to be good it has to be great because you got to every day put on the full on literally like we can sit we can have a whole season on that like the belt, the, you know, like just all of it, like the shield of faith, like all of it. But we can't put that armor on if we can't even wake up. You know, we can't even wash our clothes on time. We can't even do what, you know, so having those systems in place has helped me so much to just go back to the bones, the skin, the what am I going to do? Um, and I learned so much, just so much. And the, the character of God of love, the love part. Like that's been the most, obviously, you know, just getting married this last year has been, you learned so much about love. Then you really thought you knew. And it's actually crazy because it's something that uh, has been coming up recently. And somebody actually said it yesterday too, but it was, I, I learned it, I heard it somewhere else. And then I reheard it again yesterday. It was just saying that like marriage isn't about happiness. Mm-hmm. It's about holiness Mm. and it's about, you know, how can you learn how to be close to God, the best version of you so that you can actually love somebody. And um, it was talking about conditions. This one got me because it was like, if you love somebody, you know, when you get married, God, Lord Jesus, it's like everything that you (laughs) like, you, you don't like the way they smack. You know, it's like they're they're chewing something and you're automatically like, if you don't quit, you know, you find yourself being so mean and you're like, that's not what it's supposed to be about. And um, it was summed to me when I listened to this other audio and it was saying that marriage isn't about conditions because if you wanted to love somebody on your conditions, you wouldn't learn how to love unconditionally. Right. And so to me, that was like, okay, God is so much just about love. And that could be in so many different forms. You can, we've talked about literally just being kind, just saying hi to somebody, just doing what you would have wanted to you. Literally the maintenance man yesterday, he was sitting outside. It's like 95 degrees. And he go, he, I see him taking his little break on his golf cart and he had his water and I just go out there and I give him what I have. You know, I give him two more waters to fill up in his cooler. I give him a little like fruit pack. You know, I give him some, you know, just bars so that he can just eat something out there because it's hot. And I'm sure he probably didn't pack his lunch or bring it with him. And he's like, oh, my God, like that is the nicest thing anybody's ever done to me. And he came and knocked on my door later and was just, you know, asking about me and just, you know, how are you? My name is this. Like, that's the nicest thing anybody's ever done to me. Like. That, that's showing what God's yeah. love is because that's what God would have yeah. done. God washed the feet. Mm-hmm. Who are you not to wash the mm-hmm. feet? 
Like, we think we're all high and mighty, you know, being influencers or on Instagram or living, riding in Range Rovers or living in the nice houses. And it's like, you forgot the whole purpose. The whole purpose was you supposed to be washing the feet. You supposed to be serving other people, not sitting there getting served. And, and people love being served. That's what's wrong. That's what's wrong with society nowadays. And I think, it's like they just want to be served. And I think served. the thing, if everybody has that servant mindset, if everybody understands the purpose that they have and everybody extends love, then there will be a point that you are going to be the, on the receiving end of that, right? If I enter every yes. single day where like every time I see my sister, I'm going to do something to serve her. I'm going to do something to show love to her. And every time you come in contact with me, you like, I'm going to make sure that every time I see Maya, I'm going to love her. I'm going to serve her. Then there is no lack, right? Like sometimes we think that, well, it's either one or the other. I, it's either I'm serving or I'm being, you know, or I need to be the one serving. And that's not it, right? Mm-hmm. Like if everybody has that mentality that we're going to give our best foot forward, we're going to do what we need to do, there will be no lack. You will eventually get, mm. you will eventually be the one receiving the service, but you also are going to be serving too. And it's a beautiful thing, but yeah. everybody ain't like that. And so there is lack in right. the world. But yeah. um, I think that's, because they want they, it's the instant want, like, it's instant. the instant gratification it's all that it's like if i serve you now you gotta give me mm-hmm. some money and that's not love that is not love that is that is quick pro quo honey that ain't it all right people well i hope you had a amazing kiki with me and my sister honey i tell you there is literally never a dull moment with her as i promised okay um but she dropped some good nuggets. Sis, I'm proud of you. you. You did really, really good. I might have to have you back on here. Um, and hopefully, when you come back on, we ain't talking about your wilderness season. We talking about your winning season. Hey, come on, Jesus. Amen. <laughs> anyway. Well, maybe I can talk about the wilderness season later and then what I learned in the next wilderness. Because oh. no, okay. it ain't over. It ain't over. <laughs> All right, then. Anyway, well, we hope that you found some ways that you could trust the process because when you trust the process, baby, you got hope for tomorrow. And when you got hope for tomorrow, honey, baby, you could be you, shine bright, and stay holy. And if that ain't possible, take that up with God. Baby, take that up with God. Love y'all.